What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. I am your host, Maxwell Ogden, and for those who don't know me, I am the site expert over at Daily Knicks on the Fansided Network. Please give us a follow on Twitter over at Daily Knicks FS. You can follow me at Maxwell Ogden, and of course, you can follow this podcast at Talk NYK Podcast. Now, Tonight, the New York Knicks are going to have one of the toughest tests of the season against one of the best teams in the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves. With the arrival of Jimmy Butler has become an overnight evolution from a bottom-feeding team with the longest postseason drought in the NBA, despite having Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, despite previously having Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio. But this team is the real deal. They're 27 and 16 on the season. They're 10 and 3 over their past 13 games. Their only losses have all been by single digits. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in a blowout. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in a blowout. They beat the New Orleans Pelicans in a blowout. So three straight blowouts. Now they host the New York Knicks. So if the New York Knicks are going to win this game, it's pretty simple. They have to be on top of their game because. Jimmy Butler is facilitating this offense, and he's scoring, and of course he's playing lights-out defense. Carl Anthony Towns is a walking double-double. Andrew Wiggins has maybe become so overrated that he became underrated. Taj Gibson is as consistent as they come. And Tyus Jones sneakily putting together a really nice year. Jamal Crawford off the bench. That team is loaded with talent. The key moving forward, and I didn't even mention Jeff Teague, by the way, a former All-Star in the Eastern Conference, now the point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. The key for the New York Knicks tonight is just simply going to be effort, energy, tenacity. A win over this team turns your season around. And I say that, you're only three games below 500. Your season is far from lost. But a win over this Timberwolves team gives you a whole new level of confidence. More than anything, you'd be 3-2 and two over your past five road games, which would be a major improvement over the fact that you started 2-12. and 12. As if 2-2 two and two isn't an improvement right there, matching the win total in four games that you had in 14 games. But this Minnesota team, it, it's the real deal. You, know, you can debate how long this is going to last. You can debate if Tom Thibodeau is running these players into the ground. I personally don't really have a problem with a superstar playing around 36 minutes per game. More than that, yeah, that's a little problematic, but playing about nine minutes per quarter is understandable. I think everybody now in this era would like to see them in that 32 to 34 range more than that, but you know, I think that aside from Jimmy Butler averaging 37 minutes a game, I don't think there's anything really wrong with what the Timberwolves are doing. It's clearly working right now. We'll see how these players hold up, uh, how injuries come into play with this team and fatigue and such. But, you know, this. let's be honest, this Timberwolves team kind of needs to do that with these players simply for the fact that if Thibodeau doesn't get this team to the playoffs this year, A, his job's probably on the line, which is kind of crazy to think about since we all know that Minutes distribution aside, he's one of the top five coaches in the NBA, no question about it. But beyond all of that is, this drought is way too long, you have way too much talent, you have to get there. And right now they're playing like they're one of the best teams in the league, and quite frankly they are. They have to be a favorite in most postseason theories that they would have that aren't against that top three in the West. 
the reality now is the New York Knicks need to lock in and be prepared for basically anything. Because this Minnesota Timberwolves team, it borders on unpredictable. Lately, their defense has been smothering. Even the games that they've been losing, they've been playing outstanding defense recently. Over the past eight games, not a single team has scored 100 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Think about that. In this era of offensive explosions, efficiency through the roof, the three ball, eight straight games you've held teams below 100 points. And the one exception, the game before that, you allowed 102 to the Milwaukee Bucks. This Timberwolves team is rounding into form. They're beginning to realize their potential. And their potential is a team that nobody in the NBA wants to face. So all these season-long statistics, you can throw them out of the room. You could really just make them irrelevant. Because basically everything that happens through December is kind of irrelevant in the NBA. It's all progress. It's not something that you sink your teeth into and go, that's the way it is. Do you want to see improvements? Of course. Can you talk about it? Yes, be my guest. But the idea is you want to build upon what you do through December. You don't want that to be who you are unless you get off to a freaky start. And what the Minnesota Timberwolves have done is basically what the New York Knicks are aspiring to do, and that is maybe start a little slower than you would have liked, but still, you know, consistently win games, and then start to round into form. And that's what they're doing. And for the New York Knicks, in addition to being one of the best defensive teams in the league, the Minnesota Timberwolves are one of the best offensive teams in the league, and that makes the Knicks really a team that's going to have an uphill battle. You know, Minnesota has three viable facilitators in Jimmy Butler, Jeff Teague, and Tyus Jones. They have a walking double-double in Carl Anthony Towns. And not just any double-double, a walking 20 and 12. They have an outstanding young scorer in Andrew Wiggins who really doesn't get enough credit because, look, the guy's transitioning to a role he's never played before, and that is off-ball. And quite frankly, he's doing pretty well, even if he's not playing up to standard. But look, 22 years old, same age as Christoph Porzingis. And everybody wants to write off Andrew Wiggins, despite the fact that he's proven he's one of the most dynamic young scorers in the NBA. Top 10 among small forwards in offensive real plus minus. And even though his defense is still a weakness, compared to where it was last year, oh, he is infinitely better on the defensive end of the floor. Put whatever stock you want to put into you know, real plus minus and things like that. But his defensive real plus minus was minus 3.16. He was a bottom feeder amongst defenders this year. Still, yeah, halfway through the season, though. 0.87. Minus, yes, still negative, but vast improvements. This kid is coming into his own, and one day he is going to be an all-star. And even if that doesn't happen, I mean, if you get a guy who can give you 18 a night, and is beginning to shoot the three ball better than anyone expected him to so quickly, call that a win. So the New York Knicks might have Tim Hardaway Jr., might not. Regardless of whether or not he plays, to win this game, it's going to be the same thing as it always is on the road, and that is you got to hustle and you've got to fight. Because Tom Thibodeau teams, whether you like the minutes distribution or not, whether you're in love with the talent or not, those teams fight. Minnesota is not an elite three-point shooting team, but they have five or six players who can all capably shoot the three. Minnesota is not necessarily an elite rebounding team, 
But they have three or four players who could all conceivably dominate the game on the boards. Just give them the minutes. They're not an elite team in terms of moving the ball around the perimeter, but they have three or four players who can all create for their teammates. And more than that, this team has five or six players who can get their own shot off in isolation. So the talent is not the question. The question has been the system and how it will fit and how these players will commit. And lately they've been committed and they have played at a legitimately elite level. The New York Knicks, obviously, are kind of on the downswing. Started out well. Started out extremely well, I would say. 17 and 14. Now they're 19 and 22. They've lost 8 of 10. They're 2 and 2 over their past four road games. That's progress, as I said, after starting 2 and 12. But this team needs to turn it around because that loss to the Chicago Bulls was gut wrenching. That was an unforgivable loss because it was the third time in a month that you lost to that same team, and that same team has absolutely nothing to do with the postseason picture. Now, tonight. I don't think anybody has the right to be devastated if the Knicks lose this game because they're playing one of the best teams in the league. What fans are right to feel, though, is a sense of, I won't say desperation, but a strong enough need to see something happen. Now, the silver lining is the New York Knicks are loss by loss getting closer to securing another solid lottery pick. The reality is you don't need a lottery pick to build from where the Knicks currently are. Everybody's acting like the Knicks have nothing in place. Look, you have a 22-year-old budding star in Christoph Porzingis. You have a 19-year-old point guard in Frank Nielikina who at the very least is proving A, he's comfortable in the clutch, and B, he has the potential to be an outstanding defender. The foundation is there. If you can defend the point guard position and you can protect the rim, and Christoph Porzingis has the best defensive field goal percentage at the rim in the NBA amongst players who are actually facing at least five shots per game. If you can do those two things, the foundation is there for sustained greatness, and you've got a decade plus with these two if you can re-sign them and keep them happy. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 25 years old isn't even in his prime yet, and he's already showing that he can be at least a viable third option on the offensive end of the floor, and more than anything, a guy who can really alleviate pressure from Christoph Porzingis. Plus, you have Ennis Cantor and Billy Hernan Gomez. One of those two guys is, at the very least, a high-level six-man. 23 and 25 years old. The foundation exists, so if you win games like this, this is good for the culture. If you win games like this, this is good for the pursuit of the postseason, and the Knicks are by no means out of the postseason picture. They're only two games back of the number eight seed right now, and everybody's acting like we should blow it up. Now, my opinion remains the same. The draft is the best way to build this team, because when you look around the league, and you look at a team like Boston that has Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Kyrie Irving, and you look around the league and you see a team that has Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Markel Fultz and Dario Saric, when you look at all those teams in your division, it's hard not to feel as though... Maybe we should be stocking up on talent. Maybe we should go get another lottery pick. Now, in that same breath, you look at teams around the NBA, like the Golden State Warriors, where they got Klay Thompson at number 11 and Draymond Green at number 35. Well, you already have your KP. You already have your Frank. You even already have Hardaway locked up for three more years after this, at the very least two, plus that player option. 
there's a good chance that the New York Knicks are one draft pick away from being sustainably competitive and more than competitive to sustainably build towards and progressively build towards the status of a contender. They've already kind of reclaimed Madison Square Garden after losing it. Now, me personally, if there's any one goal that I want to see, heck, the Knicks can lose every road game from here on out. They just got to win six more home games because the key for this season, more than anything, I don't care if you end up losing more games than you win at home, but you have to get that 21st home win and just secure an above 500 record at home because that is a part of building your culture. And it is much easier to introduce another lottery talent to your culture that is healthy and building and strengthening every year than it is to introduce them to a culture of losing and a culture of a defeated mentality. Plus, you also have to think about the fact that you do need to win some games this year. You do need to show some signs of progress on and off the court because Kristaps Porzingis is about to be a free agent in about, what, 18 months? less so when you come to the point next summer or next fall where discussions arise of are we going to extend Kristaps Porzingis the obvious answer is yes you are but is he going to sign that extension is another question entirely now obviously with restricted free agency rights it might not matter you might just be able to re-sign him anyways and boohoo you didn't sign him earlier but the reality with this team is you have too much young talent in place to just abandon progress and just abandon the idea that we can get towards something. Now, my opinion is this. These veterans have helped the New York Knicks, and some of these veterans need to stay for this entire season because it's important to not lose your way and lose your progressive mentality, and that can happen when it's just a young team enduring a losing stretch of basketball. But at the same time, tonight is a night where you get to see, amongst a lot of these players, who's going to stand out against a high level of competition and who becomes expendable. Now, one game is not going to decide that, but it's games like this that help you formulate that opinion. And the reality with this team is you have a lot of players on this roster who are probably not going to be here in three to four years. But you also have a lot of players on this roster who are your foundational pieces. What you need to see against a team like Minnesota that is essentially in the same position as you, but with a veteran leader who's actually equipped to lead. You can think whatever you want about that comment. You have a situation where this team can be where Minnesota is as soon as next year, but you have to, you have to build towards that. Tom Thibodeau did not make the playoffs with this team last year, but he hammered home defense, defense, defense until he was blue in the face. He established that, hey, you know what? What you did this year was not okay. I'm going to call you out for it. I'm going to get in your face for it. Everybody wants to fire the coach. How about we hold players accountable? That's what the New York Knicks need to do this season. They need to build towards and establish something that even if you don't make the playoffs this year, even if you end up as one of the five worst teams in the NBA in terms of record, so be it. But you have to have made progress. You have to have, you have to be able to look back on this season and be able to take something positive away from the season instead of just looking at it in four months or so, three months or so, I guess, 
and go, oh, you know what? There is absolutely nothing that we can look back on and call progress. Now, obviously, there are little things to latch on to. But I think the idea is you want games like this against the Timberwolves, win or lose, to be a game you can look back on as a coach or as a front office or even as a player and go, you know what, we didn't make the playoffs this year, it didn't go especially well for us, but when we look at games like that against high-level competition, we showed up, we played hard, we pushed them to their limits, and you know what, we were not the fourth consecutive team to get blown out by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, if you can go out and you can win... If you can shock the Timberwolves on their home court, if you can not only buck the trend of teams getting blown out by that budding powerhouse, but actually win, that's gigantic. Forget about the postseason even. How about the fact that back-to-back road wins in a season where you've struggled to win road games? How about the fact that you bounce back from a double overtime loss to a bitter rival to a team that has now beaten you three times in a row in the span of one month. And instead of crumbling underneath that and letting that break your psyche and break your spirits and get you out of sync, you go out there and win against a high-level opponent. How about the fact that both of the Knicks' losses, their past two losses, have been in overtime or double overtime to bitter rivals, Chicago and Miami. To bounce back from that and show the tenacity and the competitive spirit and the commitment to greatness to not let that break you that's what builds a culture that's what free agents look at and go oh that's the kind of organization i want to play for that's the kind of team i want to play for that's the type of coach i want to play for and that's the type of player that i want to play with games like this matter whether you want to make the playoffs or not The Knicks do not benefit from getting blown out and getting a lottery pick. Let's make that known. All you're doing there is, yeah, you're getting a great talent. And, you you know, it's easier to build when you have that talent. I won't deny that at all. But it's a whole lot easier to build when that talent doesn't come into a situation feeling like they have to be a savior. Feeling like it's a lost cause this year, but uh, whatever, like... Let's just go out there. I got to take my bumps. Instead of thinking, I just got to take my bumps. Embrace the mentality that KP has. Embrace the mentality that Frank has. Embrace the mentality of, I'm not coming in here to just be here and get numbers. The New York Knicks need more of a Jason Tatum than they do, well, insert rookie who's getting numbers on a bad team. They need a guy who's going to go, okay, I need to play defense before anything else. Establish that as a rookie, that defense is your number one mentality, number one priority. That's what they did with KP, that's what they're doing with Frank. And what that's going to do is make it so when defense becomes second nature, as it has for them, when we see them actually slack off on defense, it stands out to us because we know that's not who they are. And that makes it even easier for both fans and the coaching staff to identify the flaws and identify the film and go, hey, you see that right there? That's not right. That's not going to work and that's not you and you know it when you can do that it makes it so much easier to get that player to connect with themselves and connect with you and go yeah you know what that's not me i need to improve i need to get this right i think that the new york knicks have a chance to draft a great player whether it's in the top five or not i think the new york knicks have a chance to draft a great player when it whether it's in the lottery or not Think about how many people have been drafted outside of the lottery and gone on to become stars in this era. Everybody thinks that it's just 
pure Euro guys. It's not. College guys and Euro guys together. Got Greek Freak, Jimmy Butler, Marcus Saul, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, DeAndre Jordan, Kawhi Leonard, Isaiah Thomas. Every one of those all NBA players were selected outside of the lottery. You don't need a top five pick to find a star. You don't need a lottery pick to find a star. You need scouts and you need a culture. And when you have that, you can turn just about anybody into a high-level contributor. Will they all become stars? Of course not. But do you really need a number one star? No, you have Christoph Porzingis. You know what you need. You know you need a penetrator. Or you know you need another defensive specialist. Or you know you need a playmaker. You have identified your flaws. And even though you won't always find that full combination of traits in one player, you can find someone who's so prolific at at least one of those things that they help bring it all together. But you can't introduce players to a culture that's fractured and expect them to flourish. You can't introduce a wide-eyed 19 or 20-year-old kid to a broken culture and a broken franchise with the pressure to be great immediately and expect them to not be overwhelmed. Some will not be. That's the goal. Find the ones who won't be. But it's games like this tonight that make it easier, not only for the players who are here, not only for the coach that's here, not only for the front office members that are here, but the people who come after them. It makes it easier because these are stepping stone games. These are building block games to rebound from a double overtime loss to a team that clearly has your number right now, strictly because they've out hustled you to come back and out hustle your opponent on the road where you've struggled an elite opponent, or at least that's the way they're paying, playing the past 13 games to come in, out hustle them, outwork them. Don't let yourself get blown out. Play until the end. And you know what happens? You build towards something. You become something better than you currently are. And it's games like this that are going to be what makes the New York Knicks either relevant in a couple of weeks or irrelevant in a couple of weeks. And more importantly, it's going to be what makes the New York Knicks relevant in a couple of months, come free agency, come the NBA draft, or irrelevant in a couple of months. Because every game that you play, you never know who's watching, and you never know who's on the other end that might be a free agent soon. You never know who's watching, and you never know who's going to be at home watching their TV as an NBA draft prospect going, man, I hope I get drafted by them. Everybody's underrating me, but you know what? When I see those Knicks play like that, I want to play for that team. So when I have my workout with them, I'm going to blow them away. Because I want to be there. Games like this are what matters long term. You have to show up, you have to show heart, and you have to fight until the end. Because win or lose this game, the only thing that matters is the process. And you want me to not take that term fine. It's not really trademarked by the Sixers, but it's just a fact. Every team has their own process. And the number one process that every successful team goes through is the process of building a winning mentality. And that does not always require winning games, but it always requires showing up, showing out, and putting your best foot forward. So tonight, the New York Knicks need to fight. Because if they don't, why would anyone want to help you? But if you do, you improve your chances of making the postseason. You improve your chances of getting the right prospect. And you improve your chances of building something special. So if your eyes on the vision, 
eyes on the long term, games like this is where it starts.